listening to Laker Learning. I'm your host, Dr. Jason Lee Guthrie. On this podcast, you'll hear from my colleagues in the College of Arts and Sciences at Clayton State University. They'll be sharing their creative teaching strategies to inform and inspire your own classroom practice. Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Christy Burton, Professor of Technology Management. Christy is going to share about using Flipgrid in Ethics, Technology, and Culture, a graduate-level course in our Master's of Arts in Liberal Studies. Great. Well, Flipgrid is a website and free application that allows instructors to facilitate video discussions. And I had heard about it before, but this past summer, I attended the USG professional development workshops on um, different pedagogy, and that was one of them. It was actually entitled, I think, Free Tools to Use in Your Course. And so I went through the, the it was just probably a one-hour workshop, but it was really hands-on, and I thought, I am going to use this. So using Flipgrid in the course really has helped to find connection between me and the students and the students with each other. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about the specific ways that you are implementing it. Is it um, a single assignment or is it an ongoing project over the course of the semester? Yes, sure. So with Flipgrid, students are given access to discussion topics where they then go in to create and share their video responses. So because the course is called Ethics, Technology, and Culture, I thought, first of all, you know, we have that technology piece, so it's a great way to have them immersed in the technology that we're talking about. So, you know, we've watched a lot of videos during the, the pandemic, you know, the, those um, cute cat videos that we can't um, get enough of, but, you know, creating our own video can be a little daunting, but I decided that we would have a introduction discussion using Flipgrid, and then I thought what we really need is a chance to use it and meet weekly. So not only do we did the students use it for their very first introduction discussion, I've used Flipgrid as a replacement for the regular text-based discussion assignments that we have throughout the semester. So for the first time that students used it, um, you know, Kelt has great tutorials on their website, and so uh, Justin and his crew had created some tutorials, and actually I think they were links to, tut- to tutorials that were already made for Flipgrid. So for the, the, the very first couple days of the semester, I posted the, the tutorials for the students to watch, and they were only, you know, a couple minutes long. Um, and then I created my introduction to them using Flipgrid. Um, they were sent the link, which then just allowed them to enter using their Clayton State email address, which was great because it protected, it protects our class from um, entry, you know, by others that aren't, aren't allowed into the course. But students then 
created their own introduction, and the introduction simply was, what's your name, why are you in the MALS program, and then tell us about your favorite technology. So it really got the course started off in the right direction by um, having a kind of a low-stakes assignment that they could practice the technology, and then they were talking about the technology that they used. And so the second piece to, or rather the follow-on, is we use Flipgrid for our weekly reflections. And what I like about this is these are still kind of lower stakes assignments. They're, they're only, you know, maybe 15 points a piece with the students just basically have to hit their three marks, create your original video, um, reflecting on the topic for the week, and then the other two pieces are check in with two other students in the class who've already posted their videos. And so those two responses can be text-based or doing another video. But I found, you know, once once a student has done their first original video, you know, the remainder, the other two, they're, they're simply, you know, most of them choose to do a uh, text response. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just really fun, fun for them and fun for me, because we get to see each other's faces. You know, these aren't high production videos. Someone may be on their back porch. Um, you'll see someone's cat photobomb as they walk by. But what's great is they are connecting with the content by reflecting. They're connecting with other students because they're exchanging their own ideas, reactions, perceptions, and then they're interacting with me. Because what I will do then is for each student's original post, I will go in for that week and make a video response to each to each student. And I you know I think we all of us in the learning community, the students and me, enjoy those moments of, of check-in with each other. So it sounds like you are using a tool that's designed for education, but that harnesses really the culture and kind of the zeitgeist of social media um, that, you know, defines our day. I'm really interested in something that you kind of touched on, which is the way that it causes students to think differently and possibly even more deeply about the content, you know, by using a tool that they feel comfortable with and that just feels, if not less formal than traditional education, at least more personal. So talk a little bit more about that. You know, what what have you seen? Because this was a new course, but you've been teaching this material for quite a while. And so what have you noticed about the depth of student interaction or the ways that students are grasping concepts or able to articulate them when you use this kind of um, technology? You know, I've done the, the Quality Matters workshop, gosh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. You know, some of the elements, the key elements in Quality Matters is the student-to-student connection, the student-to-content, and then the student-to-instructor. And so Flipgrid really is a great way to hit all three of those key Quality Matters elements. Um, 
for each week's response, the students are asked to comment on one of the three prompts, or I guess what do I have here, four question prompts. What were you surprised to find out and why? Or what was so valuable that you're going to explore it more and why? What did you learn that you're going to teach someone else in your circle, maybe home, job, or personal, professional? Or what made you concerned or disappointed to find out and why? And so that range of question prompts helps students to situate themselves inside those concepts, the concepts that we're learning and you know they can face left, right, center, and really just have a, a wide variety of options for how they want to process it. And so, yes, we could do that using the normal discussion text-based functions that we have in D2L, but there's just something about um, speaking looking into the camera and then watching watching someone else talk about the very concept that you're thinking about because we miss that when we're not in a seated course and I think when when you ask students what they like about an online program or an online course one of the things they'll say is well it's flexible and I can save a lot of time because I'm not sitting in the classroom but what they don't initially realize is that when you're sitting in the classroom and you're hearing other people talk about something that you're chewing on, that you're, that you're trying to digest, it's helping you to process it and make meaning so then that you're learning it at, to a deeper degree than, than if you were just sitting at home reading the text by yourself. So I really think that when students see their peers talking about the concepts, and then they're able to just go right in immediately. Um, you know, it's not synchronous, but when you watch someone talking about, and, and not, your, not even your instructor, but your peers talking about a concept that you just read, and then you go in immediately and then you type your comments for, you know, your peers to read. That, that's meaning happening, learning happening, um, I think in a way that maybe just isn't captured with just the you know, make two posts, you know, over the seven days, um, I think our brains light up in ways when we, you know, that the subtleties of the way somebody explains something that just comes across in video and, and audio that you don't get from just the, the text-based discussion. Yeah, that's great. I would be interested to hear how have the students kind of voiced that, whether in, you know, formal student evaluations or if you, you know, are just asking them informally or, you know, doing a testimonial at the end of the course or something like that. Like, what's been the student feedback on this strategy? My feeling is from the way they approach the assignment, you know, most of them start with, what I really enjoyed about this week's topic was, or wow, I couldn't believe that we talked about X, Y, and Z. I'm going to share that with my my mother or my sister. Um, you know, part of the, the course um, 
some of the topics, one of the topics we talk about are ethics. And, you know, we're talking about some different philosophers and some of it's new, you know, some of it's not. But I remember one student hearing something new uh, regarding spirituality that he said he was going to talk to his mother about. And so, you know, when you read students writing in their responses, it's cathartic for them. But it all really opens up your eyes to how they're interacting with, you know, what, with, with what is a new concept for them. It's more than just book learning, you know, it's more than just the knowledge on the page. They're really interacting with it in a way that makes a difference in, in their personal lives. And, and that's, that's kind of rewarding, you know? Well, it's been rewarding to talk to you today. Thanks so much for coming uh, on the show and sharing. Great. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Laker Learning. I've been speaking today with Dr. Christy Burton, full professor of technology management.